I don't know. I think it's very funny to me. We're like, I make these little clips of these little interactions we have, and it is like so constant that like if one of if like the Instagram algorithm or oh something like gosh. like picks up one of our reels and we get like a, a bunch of views, there's so many like shitty people out there that would just be like we get like, these guys are idiots douchebags this and that and yeah. we get them. more we get more negative comments than we do positive comments like, that's for like that like that's a with a fact one, 10 to 1 thing yo nick are you down i don't know lucas i'm not not down are you down not not down What did you want to spring on me? Okay, all right. So I, I, I forgot to bring it up last week because you we were talking about other things, but I got what another did... cat. <laughs> I got another cat. You got a what? Another, cat? another cat? Is that what you I just said? Yes. You're joking. You're lying. <laughs> Hang on. Oh, my God. Oh. The cat sounds like it's biting you. Look at Oh, my God. It's another one. Nick, you got it's another cat? Oh yeah. my! Why? I'm gonna I'm gonna fill this fucking apartment with so many cats. It's gonna be awesome. Why did you get another cat? Because we need. Because Cheeto was lonely and like like we felt bad, and he like obviously like is a, a more social cat and wanted someone to play with. So we went to the shelter and we got Maxine, and she's a little sweetheart. Look how cute she is. God. Yeah, Lucas, this cat is going to fuck your allergies up. Trust me, <laughs> it has, I, it has Nick, so much hair. All right, Cheeto, get out of there. If and when I come to Seattle, I can't come in your apartment anymore. It's that's just. It's not because I don't want to. It's because I legit can't. <laughs> I physically can't be in like a fifty foot radius of your place. So yeah, this is see, Luke, Lucas. This is this is the long game where like I'm like, oh man, I know Lucas is gonna come up here to Seattle for uh, Carson and Melissa's wedding. I'm gonna get so many cats in here so he can't crash on my couch. That's I'm not going to. You don't have to worry. My apartment. You don't have to worry because there's zero chance I'm stepping foot in your apartment. Like I just, I can't. My allergies will go into a fucking tornado, and I will suffocate and not breathe and grow hives and. Uh, my throat will clog up and I'll get pink eye and all the above. It'll just, it'll oh, be a nightmare. Oh, how, how would you get pink eye? Okay, all right. <laughs> oh boy, okay. I'll, I'll, because your I, eyes I get itchy and then they get it. red and then it's not good. It's, I don't know if I'm deathly allergic, but because I've never, I've never had to go to like the hospital, but like, it's not okay, a good I don't situation. Think you, I don't think anyone can die from a cat allergy. I think it's only like, well, if you're deathly allergic, well, I don't know. I don't know if people can be deathly allergic to. Let's, we're 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 gonna look this up real quick. It's a good question, actually. I don't know if you could be deathly allergic. Yeah, can, let's see. It's dander. I think that's what it's technically. Can you be? Wait. Cat allergy. Oh, I said car allergy. Oops. Cough, wheezing when breathing, chest tightness, shortness of breath. In extreme pet allergy cases, a severe reaction can occur. 
on an anaphylaxis in which the allergic individual may experiencing itching, hives, swelling, respiratory distress, shock, and even death. Okay, yeah. So I guess, Lucas, you could technically die if you come into my apartment with all the cats. Exactly. So, Carson, if you're listening, I will be stay. I will be staying with you. But he already knows that um, because, yeah, I just can't go near cats. Unfortunately, that's something I was born with, along with the many other issues. But oh well, oh well, it oh, is well. what it is. Okay, yeah. I, I just wanted I wanted to spring that one on you. But, well, um, congratulations. Yeah. Happy for you and your two cats and your cat family mm-hmm. that you will grow. Yeah, there's there's so much fur. I, I, I've already bought so many uh, the lint rollers. So much I fur. Bet. Okay, all wow. right. That's it for me. Um, we have well, an awesome guest. It's my friend. On that note. <laughs> on that note, into our guest. Uh, we, we spent like an hour with him. It's my, my friend uh, Austin up here. We go over lots of different topics. We kind of just talk about more like you know, doing doing like exercise stuff. He climbed a mountain uh, kind of on a whim. And then after that, we kind of tangent all over the place. Um, but awesome interview. No cat talk, though. We, we skip all cat talk, but... We made up for it in this intro, that's for sure. Yeah, we made up for it in the intro. Stay tuned next week for the cat update. Go Lucas is going to love this segment. Us. <laughs> Go us. Okay, all right, let, let's kick it to Austin. Kick it to Austin. We're kicking it. Cheers. Okay, everyone. I feel like it's been a long time since I've uh, said this on the podcast, but we have an extremely special guest here with us. (laughs) He was one of my first friends up here in Seattle. We have Mr. Austin Miller. Welcome to the podcast. Happy to have you here. Extremely special. I think that's the best intro I've ever gotten. So appreciate that. It was like, yeah, me saying like extremely in like the most annoying way possible was like, a thing that I was doing that I think I just like stopped doing for a couple of months, but I don't know. I, I felt like it was like a worthwhile guest to bring it back for and like get it going again. Extremely Whoa. special guest. You would do it, but not. There was a point of like a certain amount of guests where you neither of us realized you were doing it, and then at some point we then like called it out and we were like, Nick, you do this for every guest. Yes. Okay, but then, like, the other thing is we also went, like, a pretty long string of guests where, like, neither of us actually knew the person. So sometimes when it's when it's something like that, I'm like, like, mm-hmm. let's let's not be, like, really fucking weird with them. Like, let's maybe, like, be, like, pretty normal and, like, kind of ease our way into the conversation instead of just being, like, okay, we got, you know, zany talk, like, middle of the day, like, bad talk radio host here uh, on this podcast and make things <laughs> awkward right off the bat. Hey, it's your podcast. You can do whatever you want with it. Uh, that's hey, right. That's yeah. That, yeah. Do we do anyways? I mean, <laughs> we, we tend to do whatever we want, whether it ends up good or bad. But yeah. hey, that's the, that's what being not not down is kind of all about. Yeah. Love it. Yeah, we got that. But I mean, this is this interview is about you, Austin, here. Um, <laughs> I know I, I, I met you through my girlfriend. We all went to Stagecoach together. That was like the first time we met, which I feel like is a good way just to like meet people and like instantly like get to know someone is like go to a festival with them totally so you were a part of the guy fieri fan club like oh 100 yeah got it that, got that it. was the best part of stage coach <laughs> yeah, it really was that's exactly what nick was saying that's like he was ranting and raving about like meeting guy fieri and then i'm like in my head i'm like 
Aren't there bands supposed to be playing that stage, Coach? I think we spent more time at Guy Fieri than we did at the main stage. So it, it was yeah, a big nice. deal. He, he was right there. He was cooking. He was meeting people, shaking hands, kissing babies, all that. He was great. Mm-hmm. There's that. Wow. We, we saw him like get kissing mad babies. at some. Yeah, there was, there was a lot of babies at this music festival. Shocking. Nick, you left that part out. <laughs> Very family. I didn't friendly. even know. Wait, I didn't even know babies could go in the stagecoach. There, I saw a lot of like kids on people's shoulders. Yeah. So apparently it is allowed. I don't yeah, know if I that's where I take my kids, but teach their own. Yeah. Is Coachella all ages? I, now I don't I'm know. thinking if Coachella is all ages. I Dude, don't even know if. I I would I would I mean stagecoach I can like kind of get because we're also like hanging out in like the Guy Fieri tent, which I feel like is a, fa- a fairly fan- family friendly type of environment, but. Um, Coachella or really any, really any other like big music festival like that. I feel like that's just a recipe of like a taken four where, I mean, I guess high schoolers, but high schoolers are known to go to these festivals. So maybe it is all ages. I don't know. I mean, maybe, I don't know. Still like bring a baby to to Coachella. That, that just sounds like a recipe. (laughs) What if you lose your baby? I I, I mean, that, that's going to happen. You're, you're at a music festival with a baby. Like I, I, I mean, I guess like the people at Stagecoach, like they usually have the kids on the shoulder, so it's kind of yeah. hard to lose your child if they're like physically attached to your person. Yeah. But whatever, teach their own. We're getting way off topic. We're here to talk to Austin, interview <laughs> Austin. Uh, love about Austin is like he has a very not not down personality and just does not not down things. It's kind of an an everyday. Uh, I don't know part aspect of your life, and I know just love a couple, to hear it. Yeah, just a couple of weeks ago. We were at like another concert, and before we were chatting, and you were telling us about how you very kind of sporadically decided to climb Mount Rainier, which is like the the biggest mountain here in like Pacific Northwest area, and then also just like signed up for like a triathlon and and not. Isn't that that like the big mountain you see when you're flying to Seattle, like from your window, like your passenger window? Is it a passenger window? I don't know, but you see it in the plane. Yeah, my favorite thing about the fact that I climbed it is now every time I'm like driving down the road or every time I see it, I can like I look up and I'm like I was I was up there. I was at the very top of that thing. So, that was that's the coolest part for me about it. First of all, what why? Yeah. <laughs> and and number 2, like how long did it take you? I just have so many questions. Like what made you decide to climb this huge mountain? Yeah, I'm I'm super into like challenging myself and just like fitness, personal development, that kind of stuff. Um, so I, Mount Rainier has been like a lifelong bucket list thing for me. I, I grew up in Tacoma my whole life. Um, so I've always looked up at this giant mountain and just had a desire to climb it. So that's why um, wow. I, I didn't train for it nearly as much as I should have. So <laughs> it, was, it was truly without a doubt the hardest thing I've ever done. Incredibly challenging, two days long, first day, we climbed up from like uh, 6,000 to 10,000 feet, stayed at a little like cabin up on the mountain. And then the second day we climbed from 10,000. on that mountain? So, cabin's not the right word. It was a little like bunkhouse at Camp Muir. So that's like the midpoint. Is there a hotel? Do they have Airbnbs? Like what's going on? It was like a bunk. It was a, it was a shack with like 25 bunk beds in it. It was not... Definitely not the Ritz-Carlton by any means. Is it like first come, first serve, or do you like have to reserve a bed, or how does that work? I was with a, like a guide group, and I'm, I'm pretty sure oh. they – I don't know if they own it, but they, they have the right to use it, I guess, or they reserve it. it or something. So, yeah, we, we had a group of 20 of us, so we each got a, a bunk in the 
in the bunkhouse. Yeah, I, I also want to like just clarify before uh, you're not like a, a big mountain climber in general, right? Like this this isn't like something you're doing on on a, on a consistent basis as climbing. Yeah, mountains. no, I'm I'm a big hiker. Like I love hiking, but um, this is my first mountain summit. I was I was the only person in our group that this was my first mountain climb. Um, so I definitely was ill prepared. Like there's a lot of other mountains you can do to prepare for it. And I had, I did none of those beforehand. But like, I'm not like, I like to do things like we're not, not down. We like to do things similarly, but like, I'm not about to go climb Mount Rainier or Mount Everest. Like just because like you have to be like, are you all, are you doing stuff all the time? Like, are you like running, exercising and like doing a bunch of stuff all the time? Or were you, was this just out of the whim just because you wanted to conquer it? You just said, I'm not, not down. So I'm going to do this. So Rainier, I've actually, th- I've been planning for a little while. Um, okay, okay, okay. but I did a triathlon as well this summer. And that one I signed up for two days before. So you're in shape is what I'm getting at. Like you're in I shape. Work out. Like you act. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Got it. But like the average human being, Probably shouldn't be climbing Mount Rainier. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I would recommend training for it for sure. Like just okay. making sure you're in good cardio shape. Um, doing it. honestly more training than I did beforehand, like doing some mountain summits, like at some of the mm-hmm. smaller mountains. Um, but yeah, so I, I did that. This, sum- this summer has been like a physically very challenging summer. I did Rainier and then I ran a marathon this summer as well. And then I did a triathlon. So I don't, for some Got reason, it. It, all, it all kind of ended up happening this summer. I'm I'm taking a little break right now from any anything like that, um, but yeah, it's it's all it was all they were all hard they all sucked in the mm-hmm. moment, but I'm yeah. like I'm glad I I'm glad I did them. So so how long did it take you? So Rainier is two days. So it's uh, the first day you climb from like 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. and then at 6 p.m. they tell you go to sleep, but you're it's literally 6 p.m. so there's no no way you're gonna fall asleep. Is there a curfew? Who tells you to go to sleep? They say you should go to sleep right now, like the mountain guides that are like taking you up. Um, but and then at 10:45 p.m., they wake you up and say, you know, start getting ready. Um, wow. We're leave, leaving at midnight, and then midnight we start. We, it was pitch black; only light was our headlamps. Twenty of us started working our way up the mountain, literally just like one step at a time. Like so grueling. I had a horrible altitude sickness. I had like horrible headache, nausea. Light, I was lightheaded at everything. Um, and then we got to the top like around 6.30 in the morning. It was an incredible sunrise, like the most amazing sunrise I've ever seen. But uh, I, just, it, I just felt horrible. Like I literally was in so much pain the entire time. I bet. So yeah, I got up at 6.30 in the morning and then back all the way to the bottom at like 2 p.m. that day. So it was like over 24 hours total of the, you know, for the entire duration of it. Uh, I slept very well that night. Yeah, yeah, wow. no kidding. Yeah, it was it was just funny. Like when you were telling me the story about it, because like all all you see is like I saw your like post on Instagram, and you're like I finally conquered it. Like <laughs> I have I had this goal of climbing the mountains. So you see the pictures and you're smiling, and it's like beautiful, this and that. And I asked you like at the pregame, I'm like, dude, that must have been dope. Like how was it? And you were like, it was horrible. Like it was like the worst <laughs> two days of my life. And I'm like, oh, geez, okay, wow, that sounds bad. But hey, whatever. You got the Instagram story, and now yeah. for the rest of your life, you can say. um you can say that you you climbed Rainier. Like sounds pretty yeah. sweet. It's one of those things where it's like I'm glad that I did it, but like during doing it, it was yeah. it sucked. It, yeah, yeah. So then, would you do it again? Would you do it again or no? I'm n- never say never. I'm not like rushing to do Mount Rainier again. But uh, there's something I learned about called high pointing, where you basically go to the highest point in all of the 50 states. 
Um, okay. So you figure out each mount. Each state has obviously a highest elevation point. So you, you go there. A lot of them, like I think half of the states, you can literally drive to that point. Yeah. Like a lot of the flatter states. Yeah. And then the other half is like mountains you're climbing. But um, of all 50 states, Rainier is like the third tallest. So I've already gotten that one out of the way. Second tallest is Mount Whitney in California, which is like a couple hundred feet taller. And then the hardest one is in Alaska. It's yeah. called Denali. And that one's like a three-week long like grind. Like it sounds yeah. horrible. but and it's probably cold. I mean, super cold. Mount Rainier is probably cold though too, right? Mount Rainier was the craziest fluctuation of temperatures. Like we brought oh. – I think like five or six layers. So we are constantly adding and removing layers. I went from like freezing cold, felt like hypothermic to like sweating my ass off, like taking off all my layers within like a five minute period. So it was very, it was all over the place. Wow. Yeah. That's intense. Uh, that's that that's sounds crazy. That sounds disgusting. I know like for the Denali one, um, I mean, did they did they name like an SUV after Denali? I feel like anything, oh, yeah. any, like if you name an SUV after something, like it's got to be kind of badass. Like an SUV or a pickup truck, like whatever that thing is, like it has to be difficult. You can't just do Denali. Like I guess drive there in an SUV. You gotta actually like work for it. Hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, there's that. But Definitely. it's it's that, and then like I don't know the high points in like all of like the Midwest, like Kansas, Oklahoma, all those places. You just like bike to them all. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So those those are the easy ones. I'd probably get those out of the way first, and then. Saved an Ollie for like towards the end of the 50 states. But I also want to do it when I'm like in decent shape as well. So I don't know. I'm, <laughs> we'll see. I also, I want to do an Ironman as well as like another fitness, like bucket list thing. Um, and that's going to require a ton of training. So yeah, those mm-hmm. are my, those are my two big milestones I'm working towards. Yeah. I, I know we, we actually like recently had another person on the podcast that like runs a, a triathlon, like social mm-hmm. club, like in Los Angeles. And, and she was explaining oh, cool. to us like, the different like triathlons um and then she explained like the iron man and like that's the full like marathon 100 mile bike ride and then i don't know like five miles in the water or something i what, what was like the triathlon that you just signed up for like on a on a two-day notice because like lucas and i like we're talking and we're like whatever the easiest triathlon i really wanted to do it i was about to purchase a bike and like start training and everything like i still want to do it but yeah um and it sounds like you also did it on a whim. Like, is it something you can do on a whim? Like, were you, do you wish you trained for it? hundred percent. I wish I cha- trained for it. Um, are you, are you, would you say you're a good swimmer? I would say swimming is probably the best at all the options that I okay. would be. I would yeah. say, uh, swimming is the best or biking is probably the easiest. Then for me, swimming and then running, I think would be the hardest for me. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, my worst I'm, I'm the worst at swimming. Like I'm not a good swimmer. Mm. I've, I, I can like doggy paddle, but I'm not, I'm not good at the actual like strokes and swimming like long distances. So for me, that was the hardest part. Um, and that's what I wish I would have trained for more. But the one I did was just called the sprint triathlon. So it's pretty much like the shortest triathlon you can do. Um, so that one, it was a, it was a half mile swim. And then like a 14 mile bike ride and then a 5k run. Got it. Okay. So that's what I think she was yeah. saying. That's what she was talking about. Yeah. I mean, I, I think either of you could pick up and do it tomorrow. Honestly, yeah. like it wasn't it, the, for me, the worst part was the swim. Cause I like, I've never swam that far in my life. So mm-hmm. fortunately there were like lifeguards stationed throughout the whole swim course. So I literally swam from like lifeguard to lifeguard and like 
hung out on their paddleboard for 30 seconds and then moved on oh, to the next one. Oh, got it. Yeah. So, okay, I was yeah. going to say, I was like, you can't really take a break swimming, but I yeah. guess in this case you can. <laughs> and, and I, my only goal was to finish. I was like one of the last guys in my age group to finish the swim. Um, but honestly, I didn't care. I was just like trying to get through it. Um, yeah. But when I do an Ironman, I'll have to definitely actually train for it. Because yeah. that's like, it's a 2.4 mile swim. So it's five times the distance. And the swim was incredibly hard for me on this shorter one. So mm-hmm. yeah, I'll definitely need to, I, I've heard to train for an Ironman takes about a year, at least a year of like solid training. And you have to commit to like, pretty much that's the only thing you're doing for your physical fitness. You're doing like each yeah. swim, bike and run, each one of them you're doing at least two times a week. Um, so it's a pretty crazy so training that's, regimen. Yeah, that's what she was explaining to us is like, you can't just like work out like you normally would. It's like your workouts have to be geared towards training for yeah. this Ironman or this triathlon that you're going to do. So it's like, right. you probably should stop like lifting heavy weights and switch to biking long distance or something like that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, and I, my, my workout I enjoy the most is like CrossFit workouts. So I, I yeah. pretty much one when I start training for an Ironman, I'll probably, I'll probably have to like stop doing CrossFit and focus solely on Ironman training. So I'm kind of not looking forward to that, but yeah. I'll do it one of these days. I think days. that would be a tough decision for me as well. Cause I like my, my current workout routine. So that would yeah. be the hardest to switch up. But yeah. Did I she tell know. you guys about the, the Iron Cowboy? Did that come up at all? No, what's, okay, what's, so that's, that sounds fun. Iron Cowboy. Do you dress up like a cowboy and do the Iron Man? Uh, so it's basically a guy. He, he calls himself the Iron Cowboy, um, but he wears a cowboy hat a lot of the times when he's doing it. But what he did is he ran 50 Ironmans, 50 days in a row in 50 different states. So no. it's, fr- it's probably, in my opinion, like the craziest thing that any yeah. human has ever done. Like it, it shouldn't be possible, but he somehow did it. Wild. Wait, 50 different, like, so all 50 states, or did he just do a different state each time? Like, all 50 so he states. overlapped states. All 50 states. So he started in wow. Hawaii. Like, even, I, I, there's a book and a documentary movie about it, so I definitely recommend both of those. But he started in Hawaii, then Alaska, and then he, like, worked his way through all the 50 states. And just, like, the logistics of getting from state to state was one of the most challenging things because it's, like, a lot of the time it was, you know, they were driving overnight and... Well, was he retired? Like, how do you ask yeah, off yeah. work? Like, how do, I don't think my work would approve. I don't have enough PTO accrued for that. Yeah. <laughs> and like, I don't know, unless he owned his own business. I don't know. He, yeah. So, I mean, for when he was doing this, this was the only thing he was doing. Because it was literally from like I, six, I, six in the morning until figure. 10 p.m. every day or something. Um, yeah. I, don't, I think he was laid off from his job or something. And. He did this as like a fundraiser. Because he was training for the cowboy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <I'm> <laughs> yeah the, the company's like, all right, we, we got to cut costs. Like, all right, we got all these yeah. people in accounting, got these salespeople. And then we got this guy that like takes PTO every other day because he's like doing an Ironman. Pretty much, yeah. But yeah. And, and now uh, I think he makes money from like speaking engagements he does because of this. Um, yeah. But mm-hmm. so he did that and then he one-upped himself and like a few years later – he did a hundred Ironmans, a hundred days in a row. Not all in the same state this time, but literally for over three months straight, every single day he did an Ironman. Yeah. How long does an Ironman even like? I mean, it takes like, like tw- it doesn't take like twelve hours. Yeah. Okay, hey, I'm li- I'm looking up what? this guy. And when do you eat? Like, when do you eat, sleep, shower? What does he have? Family? Does he? I mean. 
He must not have a close relationship with his family. He he has a family. His family traveled on the road with him all 50 days. So they were there for him. And like his wife was helping out with a lot of the logistics and, um, and like he, he's, I think he ate like 8,000 calories a day or like some crazy amount of calories. Yeah. Okay. Also that probably takes a toll if you're in a relationship. Oh yeah. I don't know if I'd. I don't know if I'd want my partner like doing Ironmans every day. That'd be, yeah. that'd be like, what is the time for me? I uh, know, totally. The, you should yeah. read the book. The book talks about that. Like, there's a lot. Of, yeah. He goes really, he's really I, vulnerable with. But I'm selfish, so. This is like what the guy yeah. looked like, and this is kind of exactly what I was uh, here. This is exactly what I was, yeah. I was envisioning. Like, this well, dude, that's what, this dude I, that's what I envisioned, to be honest. I envisioned yeah. he would look like that. I mean, it's yeah. the craziest thing that probably anyone's ever done. So he's, he's got to be a little bit crazy yeah. in the head, but. It's, I mean, it's amazing. It's okay. it's an amazing accomplishment. We should try to get him on the pod. That'd be pretty cool. I, I don't think he would. Re- I don't think he would respect us. Like I think like our our not not down attitude. Like he's down for something. He's <laughs> only down. I'm down for Iron Man. That's who it. Who was the guy who recently walked across? Uh, he walked across the United States or something uh, with like his dog. Um, I don't know, but he went viral like on Instagram and social media or something. And as soon as he reached like a bunch of outlets, like gained a bunch of followers, I tried to reach out to him, but he didn't respond. Ah, oh, lame. All right. Well, well I was yeah. going to say like let, let's give him like a couple of months when like uh, Good Morning America and all like the other shows are like done with him, and then then we'll then we'll we'll slide on in. Like, hey, buddy, still down to do a podcast? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. There we go. Um. So then, what's next on your agenda? Like, what have what's the next thing that you want? Oh, you just said Iron Man, but is there anything else? So yeah, Iron Man. I want to do. I'm, I I really want to do the high pointing thing. So, but that's like a probably a five-year journey for to do all that um fitness wise like i'm honestly like after the summer i'm taking like a little bit of a break from like the big big challenges um i I do so something else i do i do like monthly challenges so since since 2019 every single month um for i guess over three years i've done some sort of like some sort of monthly challenge so i've like done no coffee for the month or eat a salad every day or do yoga every day or I did a 5K every day one month. I really enjoy those, the monthly challenges. This month, I'm trying to, like, stop biting my nails. Wait, you did do a 5K every day for a month? Like, that one you already did? Yeah. Wow. And you yeah. already did the no coffee? I'm blown away by the no coffee for a month. Yeah, yeah I'll never do that again. That was a one-time thing. Yeah, I was going to say, that sounds like a shitty month. <laughs> yeah. I done like month. One month, I did, like, try something new every day for a month. Um, I've done – I did a keto. So, like, what are some of the things that you tried – you tried something new food-wise oh, every day for a month? Yeah, not, not food-wise. I did just, like, try something new in general. Um, so I, oh, like... Oh, got it, got it, got that it. That month I did, like, axe throwing. Um, I did, like, soccer, golf. I don't know. It, it was pretty challenging coming up with something new every single day that I hadn't done before. It was a lot of, like, new re- mm-hmm. new restaurants were, like, the biggest cop-out, if I couldn't think of anything. Yeah. Um, or, like, you know, listening to new podcasts was one of them one time. So... Um, yeah, I just, every day I just try to think of something I hadn't done before. That was, that was a fun one. I've actually done that one a couple times. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I honestly, I love these monthly challenges. Like they keep things interesting. Like every month kind of has, you know, a different variation to it, depending on what, what the challenge is. And I enjoy it. So you're yeah. like the ultimate not, not downer. Like you're like the ultimate, like you're just not, not down to do whatever. Like, even if it's every day for a month, I subscribe them to the mentality that like, we're going to die someday, so might as well make the most of it. And yeah, I, I, I mean, we, I don't subscribe to that mentality. Like, I'm going to live forever. So, like, 
Yeah, I, I refuse. <laughs> no, but I, I like to remind okay. myself of that every day. Like, it's like we're literally going to die. Like, I don't know. Just the fact that life is short and we have no, no idea how long we're going to have is just that motivates mm-hmm. me to, uh, yeah, to just keep doing new things and making the most of life. Okay, all right. So two questions. The first one is like we, we cut you off. You mentioned the no nail biting thing. I, I want to know how that's going. But two – yeah, most of like I, I feel like I because I follow you on social media, like your challenges and like your daily posts about stuff is like always optimistic and like you know I, obviously like we're all gonna die one day is like kind of a scary thought, but it, it sounds like you're putting a positive spin on it. So maybe if you can like I don't know like first talk about the nail biting, like how are you getting rid of that? Because yeah. I used to be a big nail biter and I did kick that out. Those are two hard. very yeah. different points. But then but then second, it's like okay, like you know what what is like the daily routine? Um, obviously we're going to die and like I hope you're not opening your eyes thinking going to die <laughs> let's let's okay. get after it today also why would you stop yourself from biting nails I can't help myself but bite my nails yeah same no I literally I don't know about every day but at least every week I haven't used uh, up until this month I hadn't used nail clippers on my fingernails in probably 10 to 15 years like i only bite my nails i exclusively bite my nails yeah i don't know there's there's a lot of reasons for me it's just like it's kind of a bad habit that i want to kick um it's it's kind of gross like there's things that live under our nails that you know for just the germ i'm not a hypochondriac i'm not a germaphobe but i don't know i just i also like don't notice when i'm doing it so a lot of times like i'll i'll see pictures of myself or videos of myself and i'm biting my nails and it's just like I don't, I don't know. It just looks kind of gross. So I don't, I've, I've wanted to quit for a while. Um, I tried something called bricks. It's like this little like pen thing that you put on oh, your nails. No. Um, I yeah. tried that for like two days and basically it tastes really sour. It's kind of like apple cider vinegar tasting. Um, mm-hmm. And it, it discourages you from biting your nails. Cause every time you go to put it in your mouth, it tastes horrible. The problem that I had is that I just was tasting it constantly. Like every time I would be eating something with my hands or like flossing my teeth like i just was like it lingers it lingers it like lingers yeah, yeah. And it, so that it was just gross so i i stopped doing that and it's honestly been easier than i thought it would be to stop biting my nails like i've never i've never really tried to stop biting my nails but now that i have like made an intentional effort to stop doing it it, it hasn't been like terribly hard but what's the okay so the bad thing i guess of biting your nails is like it's gross and you don't want to be caught doing it in pictures so like other than that like is there actual downside of biting nails I th- I i'm think genuinely curious no i don't know, know. I'm, I'm definitely not the expert on it but i'd say I, i've i've heard that there's like a lot of like you know we're touching guess, we're touching things all day uh, with our hands yeah. like we're constantly it, exposing it, it our trapped true. under yeah, yeah I, like, I, true, I mean true. lucas your dad's a dentist i also would imagine that it's probably not great to be constantly like banging your teeth together like that no because i i think i've asked him that before it, that's what i was gonna say but it's not uh your nails aren't like strong enough to be grinding your teeth down like they're in mm-hmm. like that's not gonna be a huge like a major factor to why your teeth would grind down your teeth are gonna grind down for grinding them in your mouth like that's why people wear mouth guards but not for biting your teeth though yeah. Oh, okay. All right. I actually have one thing. So I stopped biting my nails when I got braces for whatever mm. reason. I just like couldn't do it. So that's why I stopped. But now, and it's it's when I clip my toenails too. I actually get like a lot of like pride when I clip one. I'm like, oh, this is a big nail. Like I, <laughs> I let this. I grew this one out real well. And it's like it's like this really st- stupid thing. But sometimes I'll clip my nails and like that would be my thought. And I'm like, 
Like, I gotta save up for another, like, good nail nail clipping <laughs> session <laughs> next time. I see where you're coming from. My, my nails yeah. are longer right now than they've been in a very long time. And they kind of, they look nice. Like, they look, they look better than they normally do. And I, I don't know. It, it, it's something little. It's that or it's like, I don't know. I feel like sometimes I'll be, like, cleaning my apartment. And you know when you're, like, vacuuming and you hit, like, a, like a, a good, like, a really, like, dirty spot. And it goes, like, and, and you get, I don't know. It's not, something about that I, I find, like. Just like very satisfying. Rewarding. <laughs> yeah, satisfying is probably the word. I know what you're talking about uh, yeah. in terms of the um, the vacuuming. Yeah, the I vacuuming. Didn't know that sound. That sounded same great, thing when you're like flossing. Sound. Like you, you get like you know you're flossing. You get like a, a chunk of something gross out of your teeth, and you're like, oh, oh yeah, man, like, that was a good one. Um, okay, all right. So that was the nail talk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's like it, it's gross and it doesn't make any sense. But I'm like, I don't know. No, I completely look. I'm like I had. A good I could one. talk about this for days. <laughs> I don't know how appealing it will be to our listeners. Listeners, let us know if this is what you want to hear more about. Yeah, we'll be happy to go even yeah, grosser. It, I, because I mean, if we want to go even grosser, I mean, Lucas, you can cut this part, but like. Sometimes you get like a good booger, you know. <laughs> it's a good one, you know. I'm not cutting that. I'm not cutting that. But I, I I'm with you on that. I know exactly. Yeah, what you're talking yeah. About. You know, you pull it out and you're like, whoa. <laughs> whoa <buddy>. <laughs> <laughs> Moving Getting on. Off of that. So back yeah. to Austin. Yeah. Back to back Austin. Back to Austin. I was gonna. Say. So the second, you had a second point uh, after the not biting your nails, which was what? What was that again? Yeah. So it's more like okay, waking up positively. How how do you like? stay positive and like get through each of these challenges because 30 days might not sound like a lot but like that that's doing it every single day like not doing breaks and like committing yourself to something like you you have to have I, I would imagine that you have to have some kind of like mindset or some kind of like routine that you go through to like keep you on track to do this yeah so there, I, I think there's two two parts of that so first of all is like how do i stay positive like i don't always stay positive like i'm not not every day is a great day like i i struggle with depression like full transparency so like some days i just have no desire to do whatever the challenge is but i don't know i think the fact that i like posted on social media for me is a little bit of like positive peer pressure to like do it anyway and just like for not even for others uh do things for other people but even to do it for myself so i've created like some habits for myself that kind of help me um stick to these challenges one of them is like i just have a daily checklist on my phone that i go through every single day so I have things on it like practicing Spanish every day on the Duolingo app. Um, I have like a 470 day streak wow. practicing Spanish because I basically like I have this daily checklist and I I have to do it every single day and it's just something that I've basically told myself I have to do and I just have stuck with it. Um, it's other things like I'm hitting 10,000 steps every day this year. Um, so that's on my daily checklist is every day I have to hit 10,000 steps. Some days I don't want to do it, but I just do it anyway. Um, a lot of it too is like my morning routine. Like a lot of this stuff I end up doing is like built into my morning routine. So I'm, I'm, do either of y'all have a morning routine that you follow? For the most part, but it's not, it's not 10,000 steps and it's not saying 400 <laughs> words in Spanish, but yeah. it, it is, I do have somewhat of a morning routine, but I'm also, it does suck actually when I change up my routine, but I don't know. I'm not like on top of myself or as structured, I guess, as you are um, if I change it up. Right. And honestly, like a lot of it, I, I'm very OCD, like diagnosed OCD. So, okay. I was actually, I was actually going to ask, like, is this like an OCD thing? But like, I didn't want to, like, I didn't want to say it like in an offensive way or anything, but I'm no, like, it's fine. I'm very open about 
having OCD and like, honestly, it's one of the things that, uh, has some negative effects in my life, but it's honestly, for me, it's more positive than negative. Like, it's, I was going to say, it sounds like you've turned it into a strength, if anything, or like, and like you've, you've turned it into like a pro. Yeah. And, and I, I'm fortunate. I don't, there's a lot of people that have OCD that have, um, certain symptoms I don't have, like they have to, you know, close the door three times or different, like oh, things like that. I used to be really good friends with someone who would have to, like, anytime he left a room, he would have to click the light on and off, like, yeah. 10 or 12 times right. um, le when leaving a room. Or he would have to, like, uh, like uh, touch a table, like, 10 times or something before getting up or do, like, all sorts of different things. And I, I never understood it just because I don't have it, but yeah. I could – I can see what that, that what that's like yeah for yeah so i'm i mean i i feel fortunate i don't have any of those tendencies but um for me like everything in my life has to be very organized and like structured yeah. and that's the mm -hmm. only way that i operate like my house is very clean all the time my you know my phone is very organized my calendar is is like i you can literally look back at my calendar every single day for the last like probably four or five years and it'll be an accurate depiction of exactly what I did that day. Like down to the, down to the wow. every 15 minutes. It's pretty crazy. And I'm like, <laughs> it's very obsessive, but um, well, it works for me. And I'm, I. If you ever decide to like write an autobiography, it's pretty much written for you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that makes it real easy. That You're, you're correct. I, I journal every, like a lot of the time I, every month I'll like journal like highlights from the past month. I, w I would love to write a book someday. So uh, I'm kind of like documenting things over time to to help with that <laughs> yeah no that mm -hmm. totally makes sense so i cool. am on very much like an opposite spectrum like my just like the nature of my like new job that i'm doing like my routine is now all over the place because like i am traveling or sometimes i'm in the office or sometimes i'm not and it's like just gotten me way off base of like a normal every morning i do x y and z right now the yeah. only thing i do consistently like every day is it, like inhale caffeine and like brush my teeth and like like that's those are like the only two constants in my mornings yeah um yeah. but i know it, it it is refreshing as someone who like doesn't have all their uh like shit together on like a daily routine basis to like see it and like just try and do something along those lines mm -hmm. so it is nice for me where you know i'm like scrolling through instagram or at lunch or something and I see, like, Austin's, like, daily posts, and it's like, damn it, like, it's only noon, this dude's already, like, gone to the gym, done ten things. Uh, he's already gone stuff. up Mount Rainier, and yeah. he's back. Down Mount he's Rainier, now he's in the business meeting, he's getting coffee. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, and then I'm like, well, shit, I, I should at least, like, make the bed and, like, hit the gym after this. <laughs> Can't yeah. those two things checked off. The, um, yeah, social media is interesting. I, I never want to, like, come across as like showing off on social media, but I, I, it's a fine line, I think. And I, I, my goal with social media and like the posts that I make is, is ultimately to like hopefully inspire people and, you know, make people want to, uh, make changes to their lives. And, um, but I also like, I try to be super honest on social media too, like with depression and I am a, I'm a gay man. So like talking about that side of my life and that has, that has not been an easy journey at all. Um, so just, mm. I try to be vulnerable on online as well and just, I don't know. Also, like, self-awareness is a huge thing, too. Like, I am one extreme yeah, end definitely. of the spectrum with, like, organization. And I I, I wouldn't wish my brain upon other people because I, I, like, 
in order to function properly, I need these things to like be structured. And that's <laughs> literally, otherwise I'm, I feel like I'm going to malfunction. Um, so, so, yeah. so then that begs, that begs the question, like, how do you deal with like change or unforeseen events that come across? Like, do you not deal well with those because you're so structured and so much on a routine? Yeah, I've gotten better at that over time. I think, um, I used to really struggle if like, you know, if my day didn't go to according to plan or whatever, but now I just, I, I know that that's just part of life. So I've learned to mm-hmm. adapt and, you know, yeah, deal with it. So yeah, it's, it, I don't, I don't love change, but I also like recognize it as part of life. So, Oh, sorry. I want to go back to like the, the social media thing for a minute, just because I do think you do like a really good job of, having like a, like a, a very concise and consistent type of like social media presence um, without being like artificial. So it probably also helps that I like actually know you and have like yeah. had conversations, like not just like watching your story or, or, you know, watching your, like a video you made or something like that. So that probably helps. Mm-hmm. But like something I don't like, like I don't, I don't follow influencers and I don't like that most of their posts is like, some kind of sponsorship, you know, where yeah. it, it, I don't know, it, it feels artificial or like I see your stuff and it, it's, it's just your day. Like you'll post like, like you, you do this very frequently of like your day. And it's usually like the only caption is like the date. And then it's like, you go by, by your things and then boom, it's on to the next thing. So like that was yeah. it. And something about that, like I like that more than, you know, like I, my, my girlfriend follows like influencers and I, and you know, we're, we're sitting there and, and she's showing me their stories and like, there's something different about like what influencer do influencers are doing and what you're doing. And I mean, I guess my long winded question is like, is that something you're like thinking about or is this just you being yourself? And like, that's how it comes off. Yeah. I mean, I definitely have fallen into the trap previously of feeling like I want to portray myself a certain way online. Um, and you know, build a personal brand. I work in the real estate industry. So like a lot of, I definitely feel like I need to be on social media just to like stay active. And I'm, mm-hmm. I'm the CEO of my company and I feel like I need to be able, I need to like be, be a brand ambassador or an evangelist for the, the work that we're doing. Um, so if I wasn't in the, the career that I was in, I probably wouldn't be on social media as much as I am. Um, but Anyway, I, I've definitely struggled with like feeling like I need to present myself a certain way. And then I don't remember when, but at some point I had a switch, a switch to like, I'm just going to be myself. I'm going to be authentic. I'm just, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to share the good stuff and the bad stuff and just, you know, kind of showcase my life. And, you know, if, if people don't like that, like, then they can unfollow me and that's fine. Like I, I feel like I used to be a lot more of a people pleaser and, and care a lot more about what people think than I do now. Um, and I, I think that just comes with age and just growing up and maturity and everything so we could somewhat relate i mean to like talking on this podcast like we kind of just say like what we want to say and if people decide to listen they decide to listen and then people don't yeah then they don't i mean we're not trying to really like appease to a specific audience as much as we are just to like say what's on our mind i don't know yeah yeah and people can see right through that too like people can tell when somebody is not being authentic so like you might as well just yeah. be yourself and you're going to attract the types of people that are, you know, that like you and that are similar to you and you'd actually like want to spend time with. So yeah, hundred percent. And it's, I yeah. mean, it's just so interesting. Cause like we, we do this pod, Lucas and I do this podcast and it's fun. And 
for the most part, it's, it's us just like talking casually and, and joking around. And both of us have like corporate jobs, so it's not like we're going to get controversial or make any kind of like crazy, crazy jokes or anything like that. And like, well, say bad words or, or sometimes you know, we kind of take things a little too far. <laughs> you tell okay. the line. We 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 censor ourselves. Sometimes we tell the line, yeah. but we censor ourselves. But for the for most, most part, part, that's not it. And it's just I don't know. I think it's very funny to me. We're like I make these little clips of these little interactions we have, and. It is like so constant that like if one of if like the Instagram algorithm or oh something my like gosh. like picks up one of our reels and we get like a, a bunch of views, there's so many like shitty people out there that would just be like we get like, these guys are idiots, douchebags, this and that. And yeah. We get them. more we get more negative comments than we do positive comments. Like, that's for like that on, like, that's a, a fact. One, ten to one thing, and like sometimes ten I'll, to one. I'll like go back and I'm like. I'm looking at this video that got all these people just be like, fuck these guys, bunch of douchebags, this and that. And I'm like, we're, we were talking about like Kim Kardashian and like Pete Davidson breaking up and making like some very, like very like PC silly jokes about we're, it. And by the way, it's not like we're so invested in like what the Kardashians, it's yeah. not like we're like keeping an eye on what the Kardashians are doing. We're making these questions and clips because we know it's going to hit the algorithm yeah. and because we know like... Sure, people aren't going to like it or whatever, but we're giving our honest opinion on just a blame, like any topic. Yeah, and it, it's just crazy to me. Like, like you're talking about, like having like an online persona. I feel like our, our, our like the, the online persona that you think you're putting out there, and then what other people interpret are two vastly different things. And like, yeah, finally, like I guess like becoming self-aware maybe is the word of like what your persona is. Like that is way easier said than done. Hundred uh, percent. Yeah. Yeah. Commending you, like you've done a very good job of where, like, I see your online persona and actually knowing you, and like that's that matches up with like how he actually is. Thank so, you, I appreciate that. Yeah, kudos to you on on that. But I, I mean, do you ever? Yeah. Is this something else? Like, do you ever get like these random like it, like jerks on the internet just like saying like negative stuff? I mean, like, you, oh yeah, I mean, yeah. You post like more than we do, so I'm sure you get it more frequently. Like. How, how do you deal with that? Like, like you post a video of like your morning gym and then your coffee and then like, you know, hanging out with coworkers. And then I'm sure people are responding to it. Like, like you suck this and that. Yeah. Mostly on TikTok. I, I, on like Instagram and Facebook, most of the people that follow me are like friends. So it's yeah. mostly people that want to leave negative comments. TikTok people are ruthless. They oh yeah. Sheet. All the time. TikTok, I mean like people say that like, do you even have a job? Cause I like the majority of my little vlogs are like, other non-work related stuff yeah. sometimes or you know people will be like well i'll i'll do put include in a vlog like doing a squat or something and they'll be like like weak or like horrible form or whatever <laughs> just like calling out little nitpicky things um yeah so i mean there's always always gonna be haters like there's the internet trolls that you know they're on the other other end of their phone and just Post that I don't know. They get some sort of enjoyment out of tearing other people down. So I'll never understand people like that. But yeah. there's unfortunately there's a lot of those people out there. How do you like deal with that? I mean, like what? Like do you just like let it like brush off your shoulders, or like do you just ignore it, or do you respond to them, or? Um, it depends on like if I think it's funny. Like sometimes it'll be like a negative comment, and it's, I'm just like I literally laugh at it. I'm like, really, you're spending your time watching this video, and you're leaving this comment. Like, what, what in the world? So sometimes I'll respond and just like some sort of witty, yeah. quirky or not quirky, just like a witty response. Um, sometimes it bothers me, but like I don't know. I just try. It's 
ultimately like we're all people like this for this person who left this comment for some reason they got something going on in their lives that they feel like they need to comment hateful comments in other people's videos so like part of me just like feels bad for them honestly so i try to change that perspective from Mm -hmm. like taking it personal to just like maybe even being empathetic for that person who left the comment like what is this person going through in their life that they felt the need to tear somebody else down like that's that must be a shitty yeah. life that they're living. So, yeah, I I mean yeah. this is just funny because like this literally happened yesterday where posted a video and then you just have all these people like saying negative things. And then Luke and I were texting about it and like they were mostly funny because it's it's like people saying these like outrageously mean things with like no context. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then I just thought it was funny because I think it was last night at like eleven thirty. I saw my phone like lighting up, and then it was like Lucas responding. I to decided because I wasn't going to, but then I was with one of my buddies uh, the other day, and I was like, "Do we respond to this?" And I'm like, "Well, fuck yeah, it's engagement. Like yeah. you should be responding because it's more engagement. So if you respond, then it's more views, and then it's potentially more likes, comments, whatever." And as someone who's trying to grow their podcast, we want engagement. Yep. So, I mean, if, if anything, it's a win-win. So I just decided I am going to respond. <laughs> I let my evil take over yeah. and I responded. <laughs> but I was—I made sure my responses were, they weren't like mean or bad or anything. I was feeding into like kind of what they were saying. Yeah. It, yeah. it was also like mostly sarcastic. But I, I mean, I... It was sarcastic. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. I, I, I thought it was funny. I mean, just being, being online sucks yeah so, <laughs> suck it's that and then also like you know i'm going there and i'm like clicking on the profile because i'm like all right who's who's the person saying all these like hateful things and it's just like yeah you, you like an anime character like profile picture uh yeah. like 40 followers and then like zero posts and i'm like well like what am i doing here like yeah <laughs> or it's like it's a 17 year old with some neon photo like that he took on like a laptop i don't know there's just like you, you can't really, like, let it bother you because it's, like, clearly they're not not one to be judging, like, what you're posting or what you're doing. Yeah. I yeah. got that. The, the other one I like is, like, the 55-year-old, like, mechanic with, a be- like, a beard. And I'm like, dude, why? <laughs> yeah. And he's like, like, this is such trash. And I'm like, dude, why are you, like, watching these videos talking about the Kardashians? Yeah. Like. Yeah, there's a reason. Yeah. That, there's a reason it ended up on that guy's algorithm. So he must. He must say, be looking. Yeah, the algor- the yeah. algorithm doesn't lie. Like no, it does there's not. A reason we popped up. <laughs> yeah, the algorithm algorithm doesn't lie. You're drinking a, a lukewarm Coors Light when you. There's many other better beers you could be drinking. Yeah, and it's like that's our target audience: lukewarm Coors Light drinkers. That's why you're. <laughs> what does that say about us? So I wanted to quickly move on. So I know you're in real estate. Why don't you, uh, before we end things, why don't you like tell us a little bit about that? Sweet. Yeah. So um, real estate is a big part of my life. I got my real estate license when I was 18. Um, just honestly for, for shits and gigs. Like I, my, I'm a fourth generation real estate agent and I really, uh, I honestly, like honestly, God, wow. I, just, I wanted to be able to say that I'm a fourth generation real estate agent. I just wanted to like add that to my resume with, with no intention of actually like doing anything in real estate. Um, and then through kind of a weird cha- a series of events after college, uh, I got laid off from a job the day before I was supposed to start that job and uh, ended up deciding to get into real estate. So I started a, a company with my family in 2016. So almost wow. six years ago. And uh, we basically, we started a real estate brokerage and that's turned into a bunch of other stuff. So 
Today we run nine different businesses. So we have a, a real estate brokerage, um, a construction company. Nine different businesses? That is correct. Yeah, it's, it's a lot and- uh, What? Yeah, it's crazy. It's a, it's a lot we have going on and we're honestly uh, in a moment right now of like not expanding at all and just like getting all these- Wait, what are, sorry, what are the, what are the businesses? Like, is it all just different real estate companies or is it all different things or? So there's kind of two main um, sides to it. There's like the real estate side and then there's like like the non-real estate side. So like mostly like hospitality type stuff. So on the real estate side, we have a real estate brokerage, which is like helping people buy and sell real estate. Uh, we have a construction company. We have a property management company. And then we have an investment company. Um, so those are the four on the real estate side. And then the other side, we have uh, an event space, like a venue that we run. Uh, we have a catering company. We have a an escape wow. as an escape room. Uh, we have a, a group of like co-working spaces in Tacoma, kind of like a WeWork type thing. Yeah. And then we have like a a lifestyle brand thing that at this point is just like a social media presence, but we're gonna start selling apparel through it here pretty soon. So yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot of different things we have going, but um, we have amazing people. Like each of those businesses, we have somebody overseeing. Yeah, it's it's going well. It's, it's fun. How how did you get the escape room? Was, cool. was that something where like like one day you're just like my challenge for the week is to like escape the month of November. I'm gonna escape every single day. Might as well just buy this. Company. Yeah. <laughs> escape room was an interesting yeah. one. So we my family loves escape rooms. We it's something we do like every time we travel. We'll all do an escape room together. Um, we met this guy in Arizona. You must love your family. I, I someone would end up dead if it were my family. <laughs> Trapped in a room. We, we get along well. Yeah, I mean, we it's a family business, so there's obviously, like, there's great parts of that. Like, there's a lot of trust that comes with that, but there's also a lot of mm -hmm. difficulty as well. Like, there's, it, it is not easy working in a family business by any means. But um, we, we do a pretty good imagine. job separating out, like, business from personal. So, like, when we're together for Christmas or, like, you know, at a wedding together or something, we we do a good job, like not really talking about work and trying to keep it as separate as possible. Cause we have like my brother's, wow. my brother's wife doesn't work with us. And so it's like, she'd be bored if all we talked about was work when we were together. So, um, but yeah, mm -hmm. so the, the escape room, we were down in Arizona and we went to an escape room and the manager of the escape room, um, we kind of just hit it off with him and just kind of kept the relationship over the next couple of years. And then we basically have a building that we purchased where we have an open space and we're like, we could either rent this out or we could like start a business to put in here. And it just kind of, the stars kind of aligned to get, have this guy move up from Arizona to Tacoma. And uh, so that's still in the, in the, in the works right now. So he's, we are just starting construction on the escape room right now. It should be fun. And you use your construction company to build the escape room. Correct. So there's a lot of like overlap and collaboration between our different businesses, which uh, is super helpful. Interesting. That so like is for pretty sweet. Like I haven't done an escape room in a while, but I, I do like them. I didn't know you like, right now in a part, an owner gonna need to come do the escape room for the next game. Oh, 100 percent. We'll we'll uh we'll do some like testing for. This it. reminds me of like an Ozark situation, like. <laughs> Interesting. Oh, so this you're is like Marty and Wendy of, Beard. You're accusing him of like wandering money through. No, his, I just think. Through his hey, I don't know. <laughs> what you do is your own business, but this is like a. Isn't where's Ozark's film? Where's Ozark? Missouri. That's de definitely not in Missouri. Washington. That's no. like. 
Missouri. Speaking yeah, that's the tenth um, business we're starting is a money laundering business. So yeah. it's coming soon. There you go. <laughs> a casino is being built currently in <laughs> Tacoma, Washington. <laughs> oh, I think they actually do have riverboats. Uh, what was that? I was I was out on like cool. Union like last week, and I'm pretty you know like the the, the that big boat yeah. and the thing with the paddle and shit. Like they do have those like going up and down the lake. So. But, Next There's business. a big one in Tacoma, actually. There's a big one on the water in Tacoma that's like a famous landmark. So maybe we'll have to buy that and turn it into a casino. Yeah, yeah. That there you good. go. There you go. <laughs> so you said you're this. You said you're the CEO. Are you the CEO of all nine businesses, or specifically just a couple of them, or how does that? Yeah, work? all of them. So yeah, so we. So you are your parents' boss. Uh, that's a good <laughs> question. No, so my we basically my family we. Uh, the four of us, so it's my parents, my brother and I, and then we have like our CFO and then one other, two other people uh, make up like our leadership team. Um, mm-hmm. So like my my parents and brother don't have like official day-to-day responsibilities. They're they're more kind of like in advisory type roles, I guess. And then, yeah, so I don't, I'm not their boss, but I, we're all, we're all on the same level. They're kind of like a board of directors that I report to sort of. I, I, I don't think it, it wouldn't, it wouldn't work very well if I was telling my dad what to do so yeah i i was gonna say like i mean i i work for another company but i always do think it would be awesome to like be a part of a family business and hopefully one day i could do that but i just think it would be hilarious like trying to get my dad to do anything like i'm now thinking of like the i mean we brought up ozarks but the other um show with that actor the uh arrested development where essentially it's like there's one responsible person in the family and then they're trying to get everyone else to do other stuff. Yeah. I, I just know that like my own personal family, that's exactly what it would be. And it'd just be my dad like doing what he wants to do. My brother's doing what they want to do. My mom doing what she wants to do. And it, it'd be a nightmare. But sounds it sounds like it, it yeah. keeps things spicy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. It's everything. Work with family. Like each of us has something unique that we are like good at and interested in. So we kind of each you know, are able to kind of run in our own lanes and, um, mm-hmm. yeah, it works out well. Very jealous of you guys. <laughs> very cool. But I think I don't, my family, we're very dysfunctional. I don't know if my sister and my brother and I would work well together. Uh, we love each other, love spending holidays together, but I don't know if <laughs> working with each other on a day-to-day basis is what we're uh, meant to do. <laughs> but so we definitely stay in our own lanes. That's for sure. Yeah. I, I you know, it definitely has a ton of challenges. Like, I'm not going to go into it right now, but it's not easy. Like, yeah, working with yeah, family, yeah. like, it, it's it's tough. So don't do not do it lightly. Uh-huh. Like, you got to know what you're getting into if you do start working with family. Yeah. I know we've kind of, like, jumped around a lot, but this was, like, a fun conversation. I've learned a lot about you in the span of, like, an hour. <laughs> yeah, you know um, everything about me now. Now I know everything about you, and I have, honestly, a whole new perspective on you. I didn't know who Nick was bringing on uh, <laughs> Nick was bringing on here, like, <laughs> Hannah's friend, and I'm like, okay, cool. Sounds fun. Um, no, but I have a lot of respect for you. Um, what you're doing, I think, is great. Uh, the way you deal with, you know, your depression, OCD, I think is inspiring to many. I think that that's awesome. I uh, wish you the much success in your life. Appreciate that. Yeah, it was nice to meet you and good to see you, Nick. That was, this has been fun. Yeah, this will be cool. I yeah. know. Uh, is any, there anything? Wh- I, I was going to uh, say what you What I was going to say is, I know, we're about to say the same thing. Um, we have our guests kind of leave our listeners with some, like, 
words of motivation, some mythical, uh, some mythical statement that may not even make any sense, or just kind of whatever you want to say. If you just, if there's something you want to get off your chest, but whatever you want to uh, say is the floor is yours. Take us away. Oh man, um, I <laughs> no I'll, pressure. I'll all. keep it short and just you know, I'll, you mentioned earlier like I'm I tend to be pretty optimistic, but the whole like you're gonna die mentality is kind of counterintuitive to that. But just like that's that's my takeaway is like you are going to die. So like why not? Why the hell not make the most of your time while you're here on this earth? Like I don't know. Like just wake up every day and just freaking carpe diem. Like go out there. Take life, you know, just enjoy it. It's fun. Just live, laugh, love. Yeah. We live. live all that, yeah. And it's super cliche, but live, it's laugh, like, love. I don't know. If it's, if that does something for you, if, if like reminding yourself every day that you have one life and, you know, we don't know how many breaths we have left, like, I don't know. That's inspiring for me. Hopefully it's inspiring for somebody else out there. It's inspiring for me. That's why I do half of the shit I do on a given week or weekend or whatever. So I definitely, uh, I know what you mean by that. Well, thank you, Austin. Looking forward. Yeah, thank to, you both. Uh, yeah, looking forward to seeing you next time at that yeah. escape. Room. Yes, let's do it. Alrighty. Well, Nick and I are going to take a quick break, and then we will be back with some more topics, and then to close out the episode. Sweet. Alrighty. Thank you, Austin. Thank Cheers. you, guys. Have a good night. We don't really have a choice. We kind of have to end it because we said we keep saying when we're done with guests that we're taking a break. But I mean, what do we need to come back for no, unless we have? It, I don't know. You've been listening for an hour. Like, well, like Luke and I are going to do a solo episode like next week, probably. So, we'll we'll yeah. talk then. We'll do. We'll talk then. It'll be All great. right, we'll talk then. Nick and I said we have topics. We don't. We don't. Yeah. Or we do. I mean, but we'll yeah, save them. We'll, yeah, next we'll week, save them. Yeah. Hopefully there'll be some other there'll be some other social media thing that we can talk about. We we can talk about Lucas just just going hitting punching back at the cyberbullies next time. That was fun. Yeah, yeah. There will, hopefully there will be more of that too that I could add to the cyberbully punching. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Lucas just punching bullies all over, giving them wedgies, putting the bullies in the punching lockers. bullies, fighting back to the bullies because right. they deserve it. All right, thank you all for listening. Keeping this short. We'll see you next week. See you next Thursday. Cheers. Why did I I get confused? All right. Cheers. See you next week. We're done. Bye. (laughs)